Thank you for turning on the Why This Times Talk podcast. This, of course, is a preview of the upcoming Times Talk conversations hosted by the American Democracy Project at Georgia College. Today, we are talking on the subject, Kong is back again. Why do we keep bringing Godzilla, King Kong, and other big B-movie stars back to life? I'm joined in the WRGC studio today by Georgia College biological and environmental science professor, Melanie DeVore. Melanie DeVore, welcome back to the WRGC studio. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to come back here, and we never cease to find more things that we can have fun talking about. And I'm especially excited about the topic of this conversation because it opens so much, um, so much for uh, wildlife lovers, um, for ethicists perhaps, um, but also just um, those who enjoy popular culture. But uh, let me ask you, um, beyond the title, uh, could you please introduce your Times Talk topic for this week? Yes. Um, while I've been working with our students here on a GC1Y class, which is our critical thinking class, I decided to take a look at um, conservation, these iconic creatures that we see depicted in movies, and then talk about where are they found, how are they protected, and what are some of the challenges and the kind of things that people have to think about, the, the decisions people have to make, all the critical thinking that gets into the way people manage and try to uh, maintain populations of these wonderful creatures. And so, obviously, one of them had to be gorillas. Um, I have an opportunity to volunteer with Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund International and working with the University of Rwandan students that visit Karasoki, and you had to pick King Kong because that's, that's the big iconic guy. And why do you feel it's important to bring this conversation to the Times Talk now? Because when you start to look at things, you think that they're going to go in one direction, and then you find they go into another direction. First of all, you look at King Kong, and one of the things that we obviously talk about is why it can't be so big. Yeah, There's the, the biomechanical limitations and the way things move, and just the fact that if you're big and you fall— it's not pretty. You know, when you go with your family and you visit the zoo, watch the elephant. And you'll always see that the elephants will have a fence and a moat. And the elephant is quite aware of its size. It's also quite aware of what happens if it falls for any distance. So if you watch a squirrel fall from the tree in your backyard, there's kind of a little thud and it shakes itself off and runs off. If you drop an elephant that same distance, it's not the same effect. And so when you watch that elephant at the zoo, they come up and they kind of look at that moat. And it's like, oh, no, no way. I know how this one's going to end. And you'll see them back off. So anything that's so big is not going to be able to withstand falls. You know, you watch and they, they're not able to move as quickly. But also it's a scaling effect. And basically the cross area of bone that's needed to support something proportions up with its weight and the scaling effect, it would, it would basically crush the bone. So those are things we talk about. But what really struck me about Kong and the whole Kong myth is what gives? You have this ape, you have this gorilla in the Pacific. It's like, that makes no sense. I mean, we all are familiar with chimps and, and uh, great apes. And other, and other than orangutans, you think of them all in Africa. What is this ape doing in an island in the Pacific? It just makes no sense. And 
by the time I was going through class notes, I found out it, the movie really wasn't intended at first to be so much about a giant ape as far as it was going to be about a giant dragon, the Komodo dragon. And so in the 20s, when the Komodo dragons came to the Brooklyn Zoo, people were fascinated with them. And so basically, Marion C. Cooper, who did the, the movie, did King Kong, changed it around, got rid of the dragons and created Kong, made it a giant gorilla. So they did the switch. And if you see, uh, I think, this latest version, the Skull Island, which is probably the most upright of any of the Kongs, he's, he's, he does a pretty good job on the helicopters and the movements and things. He, he, he creates quite <laughs> a lot of havoc that the laws of physics would never permit him to do. And you sit there and you watch all that, but it just it's funny, but they have those these creatures that come out that are somewhat Komodo dragon like, but that placement of having this giant gorilla in the Pacific just I always thought was what's what gives? This is strange. Mm-hmm. Well, that and so many more questions about Kong. Mm-hmm. What do you hope your audiences take away from the conversation that you have the Times talk on Wednesday? Number one, go to the movies and have an escape. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what you're watching is meant to be enjoyed. Sometimes you don't have to dissect it and find the greater meaning of life. Sometimes you can just find that the things that make us nervous can add up to some good entertainment. So go back, watch the next King Kong versus Godzilla, watch the next Godzilla movie, and just realize that it comes from a long tradition, (laughs) long heritage, you know, all the way back in the 1950s of how we viewed the world, and sometimes we still have our doubts and worry about is everything going to spiral out of control? And sometimes you just need to go watch a big creature to feel good about things. All right. <laughs> Melanie DeVore, I want to thank you for joining me on the Why This Times Talk podcast. Thank All you. Right. Well, you've been listening to the Why This Times Talk podcast. Uh, this, of course, is a preview of the upcoming Times Talk, which takes place at noon Wednesday in the Georgia College Library. You can find out more. And see a schedule of all coming Times Talks on the American Democracy Project at Georgia College Facebook page.